Welcome to the segment where I review movies past and present, examining them from a variety of perspectives, including the subjective, psychological, and personal. Informative and occasionally funny, this is Loganland Rants. Welcome to Loganland Rants, and this is the start of a brand new era for uh, Loganland Rants. As you can tell, we started from episode one, so we're starting over. And today, as you guess from the title, we are talking about WandaVision, the uh, 2021 miniseries that's an offshoot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in particular the character Scarlet Witch, played by Elizabeth Olsen, uh, and Paul Bettany's uh, Vision. And if you're familiar at all with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, then you know which characters I'm talking about. But uh, also, uh, spoilers ahead, because I think there might be some spoilers in here. So, watch at your own discretion. And a quick recap. Basically, WandaVision follows a sitcom-style structure for the first like couple episodes, where Wanda, Scarlet Witch Elizabeth Olsen's character, and Vision, Paul Bettany's character, appear to be living an idyllic married life as, you know, a married couple, kind of like you'd expect a sitcom, and they give birth to children, it's a whole thing. But as the story goes on, it becomes clear that there's a lot more sinister things going on in the town, in particular Wanda, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch and her stranglehold on a whole town of residents, Westview I believe it's called, uh, turning them basically into sitcom characters. Uh, and a lot of this is to deal with our grief over losing Vision uh, in Infinity War, uh, for those who remember Infinity War. And uh, she basically, we don't know this until the end, but she basically creates a vision with her magic or powers or whatever, which we find out is inherent in her. It wasn't just created by Strucker like we thought was the case in Avengers Age Voltron. Uh, And in fact, Vision's body has been repaired into a separate vision that Wanda didn't create. Uh, who they're going to use to try and take out Wanda and free the town of Westview. Although I should stress, she does come to that conclusion on her own and manages to free everyone and resolve her issues in one way or another. And as you can probably tell from that description, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of twists and turns, but also the sitcom homages, which I'm not super familiar with the shows they can't, they're ripping off, like uh, Bewitched or... I think I Love Lucy was an influence somewhere. They mention a handful of sitcoms that Wanda really loved when she was a kid, the main character, and how that kind of influenced her kind of psychotic break and... Or psychotic break is a little mean, but it influenced her choice to uh, trap the whole town in her sitcom fantasy. So I'm I'm a young guy, so obviously I don't really know much about sitcoms. I mean, I like the newer ones. I mean, I've seen, like, defining sitcoms of the 2000s that don't have laugh tracks anymore. You know, your 30 Rocks, your Communities, your Arrested Developments. Uh, But I don't really have a super huge familiarity with sitcoms of yesteryear. So that's a blind spot, but I still got it. I got that they were homages and that, excuse me, they ultimately worked for me. And now we need to talk about the Evan Peters factor. Because if you 
if you watch the show, you'll know the details. But basically, at one point in the middle of the show, when Vision is coming to terms with the fact that he was basically brought back against his will and that Wanda has entrapped everyone in her sitcom fantasy, her brother, air quotes, shows up. The reason that's important is because uh, Pietro Maximoff, Wanda's brother in the context of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was killed in Age of Ultron. And, uh, yeah, and Scarlet Witch wanted to join the Avengers. But uh, Evan Peters plays that same character in a totally different universe, the X-Men film franchise. And he's playing a totally different character here, but he's a character who was manipulated by a separate witch played by Katherine Hahn. I'll get more into that later. But he's playing a different character who's basically tricked into thinking that... uh, he is Pietro, the Quicksilver. And it's extra funny considering he did play Quicksilver in a totally different universe. It is very complicated. But um, the other thing is that uh, some people might be confused, but it's definitely the only thing that can exist if you're you know, familiar with the characters. But I did really enjoy the fact that they incorporated fan service stuff in there. It's hard to argue with fan service done well. <sighs> Which brings us to the next question. How true is this to the comics? Well, sort of. On many levels, it kind of is. Like, obviously they borrow from different source material because that's what Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe has kind of done since the beginning. But it captured the sitcom feel of the Vision comic by Tom King while also incorporating elements from the Avengers Disassembled storyline, where Wanda Maximoff has a... the character in the comics, anyway, has a very similar psychotic break. But either way, as much as I love comics, I will admit there are plenty more people more qualified to talk about this than me, and no matter how much I studied, I don't know everything. And there aren't really any other details I can really think of beyond that. So... If you like this video and want to see more videos, uh, more podcasts, I mean, uh, which I plan to release every week, so you're in luck, uh, feel free to like, pledge, comment, subscribe, uh, and I will see you next week. Bye.